Yeah, intro for like a second as we always do. So we're Zochus. This is it, the sound test. It's gone. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, yeah. So it's Beish Shvat. We just started Shvat. We just started a whole new Chodesh, a whole new month. It's a Chodesh of, of Amuna. As we know that the, by Tuba Shvat, the, the sap of the trees is already rising up, getting prepared in, pre- in preparation for the fruits. Even though look, you look outside, it's been the coldest days right now. And everything's bare, but there's, with Amuna we know, with Amuna, even that which you don't see, you can believe. And even though you don't see the sap coming up, you believe it's there, and it gives one hope, and it gives one the ability to withstand, withstand the cold. And we're in the Parshish now of Gullus, Gullus and Gula, and this is one of the most important in Yonim. Is that going to work? Yeah, I think it's gone. I don't know. Hopefully. It's one of the most important in Yanim, uh, of course, is Amuna. So we've been in a sugya lately. We've been in a sugya for a lot of voracious. We continued last week. And we're, we're still in it now. So listen to a new song that just came out. It's so new that I really didn't even get to listen to it too much. But I figured it has to be good. It's from Akiva. Akiva, I, I don't know that much, but I'm pretty sure that when... When the war started, he was there. He was one of the reserves, I think. Yeah, he, was he, was, he was there. He was in it. I don't know if he still is in it or not. I'm not sure if he took time off to make this song. I don't know how it works. But he was, he was mamish there. That's coming from, from Big Time Amuna. So look at the, We have the words here. It's, it's somewhat translated. It was a very, very quick translation. So I'm take it with a grain of salt. But the basic gist we'll get. And uh, okay, let's, let's listen to the song. Thank you. 
Yeah, hiker. It, yeah, that's wrong. That's the same line as the end. Ravitzak, the, the Grossman said, is that what happened? It's also I, I have a different. What happened happened. Ma shahaya haya, right? Ma shahaya haya. Ha'iker l'haschem ha'aschalo. Not ha'iker, not hiker. It's really it should be the word ha'iker, I think. Right, whatever happened happened, but the ikr is to start again. Which of course is the which is the Indian of Rabbi Nachman. So, I really tell you, I have almost no control over what's said here. It's it's not something that I choose. So, I'm just a little bit of a hagdama that it's it's going to be concepts that are very very high. Um, but the point is not to fully understand everything. Just hear the words, just let it be. Sometimes the highest things are not, you can't understand them, but you have to just hear them and allow them to come in. And towards the end, we'll, it'll, it'll, make, it'll make more sense. So just let it be. You'll probably have questions, you'll probably have the things you don't understand. Again, part of this, you'll see, the part of this whole chabur is that sometimes you're not supposed to understand. So the end of last week's parsha. <coughs> So Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, is complaining. He's very bothered. So Kaddish Baruch Hu chooses him as the, as the Moshiach. He's the shliach to go take out Klal Yisrael from the gullus, from the servitude, from the persecution of the Mitzrim. And Hashem says, it's time to go. Paro's going to probably refuse a little bit, but that's it. Makos, we're going to force the situation. We're all going out. 
And Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he gives, he fights back and forth, you sure, me, I've, I can't speak really, back and forth, back and forth, and finally, Kodesh Baruch Hu, like we learned a little bit last week, he got angry and he says, no, you're going, stop talking, weiter. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, and he believes, and he goes, and he brings to the people the secret code, code Pekarati, it's time to go. And the people believe, Yamin Ha'am, and the people believe. Moshe Rabbeinu then with the Zakanim, Moshe, Aaron, the Zakanim, now they're all confident, everybody's believing in a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's time to go, they're all excited, they go to Paro, right? They're just going to, it's very simple, they'll tell Paro we're going to go. Hashem said, let them go. That's it. Open the gates, it's time to go. Kodesh Baruch Hu said. And Paro says, who? Who, who, who said that? Yudke Vavke, who is that? Who is that? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? You guys, I, I guess you guys need to work a little bit harder. If you have so much time in your hands that you can make up all these stories, tichbar alvoda, make them work harder. Put the, put the officers on them a little bit more. Beat them up a little bit more. Persecute them a little bit more. Give them a little bit less sleep. Maybe that'll wake them up, these Jews. And as Moshe and Aaron are, are like stunned, what just happened over here? We came in thinking, that's it, we're going to leave. The whole thing turned around on them. Power not only not letting them go, he's making them work harder. They're more enslaved. At the end of the parsha, the Yidin come and yell at Moshe and Aaron. It's your fault that we're doing this. They start yelling at Moshe and Aaron. What's going on? What is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? You're, you're, you're lazy. You don't even work. Right? You don't even work, and now you're making us work even more. And then Moshe Rabbeinu is like, he's also stunned. And he goes to Kodesh Baruch What's going on over here? Ever since I came here, it's made, I've made it worse for the Jews. You told me they're going free. And now I've made it worse, and they're complaining at me. I didn't, I didn't even ask for this. I didn't even want to be your shaliach. This is how the Parsha Kemar ends. And then a Kodesh Baruch Hu, when this week's Parsha starts off, and he gives Moshe Rabbeinu a lot of Moser. Moshe Rabbeinu. You know the Avos? Remember them? Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov? You know that I, I gave them a lot of tests. You know that? Moshe says, yeah. You know that I, I promised them a big nation. I promised them Eretz Yisrael. And, it really, and I, didn't, I didn't show it to them. I didn't show them the culmination of the nation in Eretz Yisrael. But guess what, Moshe? They believed me. They didn't complain. They didn't ask questions on me. And you, first week on the job, first week on the job, you're already complaining. No, Moshe, what are you going to say? And then a Kodesh Baruch says to Moshe, We're going to take the Jews out, and the Arba Lashonah's Geula, we're going to bring to Eretz Yisrael. And then, from then on, we know how this, and the story goes. Makos, eventually we get out. So what, would, what exactly was this complaint of Moshe Rabbeinu? What's the give and take between Moshe why, why is it that in last week's parasha, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Akadosh Baruch which is the name that I should tell the people? Like which, which koach, which power, which energy are you going to be bringing into Mitzrayim to pick them out? Hashem says, famously, Ekeh Asher Ekeh. Ekeh Asher Ekeh. Right? Famous. And in this week's parasha, what does Hashem say? I revealed myself to the Avos Betel Shakai, but I didn't reveal to them Yudke Vavke. Meaning, I'm making known to you, Moshe, an even higher Madrega than the Avos. I'm revealing Yudke Vavke 
to you, and still you're complaining. What I'm to I thought Hashem's coming in with that name, right? Different shameless of Hashem. Obviously, these are big, big sugyas. Those who know understand a little bit. Understand a little bit. But Lamai said these are different energies of a Kaddish Baruch, different powers he brought into the world. And he said, and now he's saying, what, where's the switch? What happened? And also another question is, the Arbalashonos Geula, which we live by, the Alkosos, Otsesi, like what exactly are they? Just say we're taking the Jews out. And why did, he only, why did the Kaddish Baruch only mention it now? Why didn't he mention it by the Sneh? Moshe, I'm going to take out the Jews, Otsesi, Itzaldi, Gaalti, Lakachti. What happened now that he's now using these Lashonas? Okay. So we're in, we're in clearly in the parsha of Golas and Gula. Right? This, is, this is the sugi of Golas and Gula. Every Golas is understood from Mitzrayim. It's the head of Hancho. It's even above the Arba Golias because it's not even part of the four <laughs> exiles. It's, it's the highest Right? And all Geula is learned from the, f- the first Geula, which is from Mitzrayim. We learn even the end Geula, the ultimate Geula, Mirzashem, soon, the Merviyamenu. That Geula Asid is also gonna, is learned out from the Geula of Mitzrayim. There was a Moshe in the, in the Geula of Mitzrayim. There's going to be a Moshe Rabbeinu, a Koch of a leader who's going to take us to the Promised Land. Now, every Geula. Every geula is a bechin of Mashiach, right? Every type of redemption is a Mashiach. It could be a person has a mini geula in his own life; he has a breakthrough. That's a mini Mashiach, and then we're old, and we have these bigger, more large, klali type of geulas, which the geula we're all waiting for, which is the Mashiach bechlal, <coughs> the big Mashiach. Now we know we learned last week. That there was two kavan, there's two lines of Mashiach that were coming down. Really, that line I was talking to somebody today. It really started from Kain and Hevel. <coughs> started from Adam, which then got sent got sent down to Kain and Hevel. Then it got put into Shes into one, and then it got split back into two with Avram and Yitzchak, which got which got put back into Yaakov one, and then Yaakov we discussed already many times. Then Yaakov split into who, Yosef and Yehuda. Now we, now, we, now we have the shame, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben Yehuda, ben David. Ephraim takes on Mashiach ben Yosef. Zerach ben Yehuda takes on Mashiach ben David. And then last week we discussed how in Mitzrayim, you don't hear about Menashe Ephraim. You don't hear about Zerach and Peretz. You don't hear Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. Where did it go? So we heard the Medrash last week. That Yosef at Tzadik, who's the Koch of Mashiach, he passed on the famous line, Pekot Pekadati, the simon of the Geula, of the Mashiach. He passed it to who? Levi. It's Medr says. Levi gives it to Kos. Kahos gives it to Amram. It's about to go to Moshe. But a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we, learned, we spoke last week, we learned last week, Moshe, a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted to tell Moshe himself. So when Moshe left and ran away from Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated that he'd have to leave by the Sneh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught Moshe Rabbeinu Pakot Pekarati. So Moshe Rabbeinu now is holding on to the Simon of Mashiach and the Koch of Mashiach. Both Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Moshe has it all. 
He's holding on to it until eventually he gives it to Yoshua. Right? Yoshua comes from Ephraim. And we learned last week that it seems to be Moshe Rabbeinu also, however, we could learn last week with, with Aaron Cohen. Aaron Cohen's he's married into this, the family of Aminadav. Aminadav is the great-great-great-grandfather of, of David. So the Mashiach, the Koach of Mashiach, is coming through Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, maybe for this Gemara, Amr of Alexandri, Rabbi Shubin Levi Ramiksev. Rabbi Shubin Levi has a, has a stira in a Pasuk in Yeshaya. It says in one Pasuk, it says, Ksiv by Mashiach Bi'ita, in its time. Ksiv Achishena. And it also says, Achishena means it's going to be in haste, hurried up. So how could Mashiach be in its time, but also hurried up? It's a stira, it's a contradiction. Is it in its time? Or is it going to be before its time? So the Gemara says, Zachu, if they merit Achishena, it will come faster, it will be in haste. Lo Zachu, if they're not Zoche, then Bi'ita, it'll be in its time. That's what the Gemara says. So now you have a Koch of Mashiach, that's called Mashiach of Achishena, hastened, and the Koch of Mashiach called Bi'ita, the Mashiach that's going to come in its time. Mashiach, we understand the Mashiach already. There's Ramazim in the beginning of, of Bracious, the Ruach the Ruach Elokim, Merachefis. Right at the beginning of Bracious, the second Pasik. It's the first Pasik. No, second Pasik, I think. That Ruach Hashem that's floating upon the water, that's already the Koch of Mashiach. As we discussed in Bracious already a few times, that the Koch of Mashiach is the highest light. It comes from the highest place and it unfolds itself over time. Everything is contained really in Mashiach. Every, it's like just, it's not a great uh, marshal, but it just came to head. You know, you have those Russian babushka dolls. You have the big one, and then there's just like a many, many little little ones inside. They all look the same, but they're all inside, inside, inside. So they're all contained really in that big one. It's not a perfect marshal, but so Kessler's like, uh, Mashiach is like that big babushka where it, the same form continually flows. It gets a little smaller, a little smaller, but it's over time. It's over time. It unfolds itself until you get to the end, which is a tiny little babushka, but it's really the same as the big one, ties the knot, and it's that, that's when Mashiach is going to be revealed. But the energy, is the, it's the highest. It comes from the beginning of time itself. Now, another way to say, to speak about this high energy is one of the spheres. I'm sure you've heard it. The sphere of Kesser. The sphere of Kesser is the highest of the spheres. Kesser means the crown. It's above the king's head. And we're going to talk about a drip, a drop. These are, these are tremendous sugyas, and it takes a long time to understand. So just whatever you hear, you hear, and understand this much, 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 much more. So Kesser is a sphere, which is a mamutza, a mediator, it's an in-between between the Ein Sof, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Kiviachal, the infinite energy of godliness, where there's nothing else. And then we'll call it the world of Atzilis, the world that, or at least the, the highest beginning of our world. Our world is made up of multiple worlds, and there's very, very high levels of spirituality, and then there's very, very low grubba things, like rocks and tumma and Tivus, the lowest. 
So Kesser stands in between the infinite one, Ein Sof Mamish, and then the beginning of our world as it continues to spiral down from Matzilos to Bria to Yetzirah to the world that we live in that we're conscious of called the world of Asif. Now in, in Kesser itself, again, it's okay if you don't understand, but it's, it's important to hear these words. And Rebbe speaks about them sometimes and it's Kedai to be involved, to even know that there's, these concepts exist, to be involved in Pini Torah, the Neshama understands. In Kesser itself, there are two, it's broken. Kesser, imagine it's a circle, and there's two major halves of the circle. There's the upper half and there's the lower half. The upper half is called Atik Yomen. Maybe you've heard it. Atika Kadisha, Atik. You've heard that Lashon before. And then there's the, the lower half is called Arach Anten. Arach, they call it. Atik, the upper half, is the bottom of the El Yonim. Atik is the bottom of the Ein Sof, which is connected to Aruch, which is underneath it, which is the Elyon, the top of the Tachtonim. Meaning Aruch is the beginning of the world that will eventually manifest into the world that we're in. Atik is even higher than that. It's, it, won't, it, ne- it will never manifest into anything that you can ever understand or touch. Atik is higher than anything. It's always around... It's nothing that you can fathom. Aruch is something that is also, in essence, untouchable. And these are just words, I know, but bear with me. In essence, it's untouchable. But from that place, there'll be a hishtalshalist till the room we're sitting in right now and, 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 and who we are. That comes from Aruch. Schwartz says in Bovavi, Schwartz, released him on Schwartz, he has a, there's a chelik yud of Bovavi Mishkanem that most people know about Aleph, maybe they know about Bez. There's really nine chalakim in the series. Very, very high. And then there's a ten chelik, which most people don't know about because they don't print it anymore because he stopped printing it for various reasons. And in that safer, which I was okay to have, where he talks about mamish, unbelievable things, he says that the koach of Kesser is the koach of Mashiach. Now that means there's two, there's two types of Mashiach. There's a Mashiach that comes from Atik, the upper part of Kesser, and there's a Mashiach that comes from the lower part of Kesser called Aruch. The, kes, the koach of Mashiach that comes from Atik, the higher part, is called Be'ita in its time. That comes from Yediyah Sashem. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu has any shaykhs to it. The Koach of Mashiach that comes from Arich, that is called Achishem. That can be hastened. Therefore, it has a shaykhs. How does something get hastened? Because man, through our mitzvahs, we can somehow hasten it. Some of the tzaddikim over time tried to hasten the Mashiach. It didn't work. But they tried in their way. We have no idea what that means. That's mitzad ha-bechira. Choice. The famous paradox of life is Yediyah versus Bechira. Hashem's ultimate knowledge and the fact that we have a choice. How could they coexist? If Hashem chooses everything and He knows everything, how do we make choices? Bechira. This paradox can be. 
because they're both in that place called Kesser. There's the upper half and there's the lower half. So there's two types of Mashiach, one coming from Yediyas Hashem. No, we have no ability to do anything to change it. That's why it's called Bi'ita, in its time. You can't do anything. It's going to come when it comes. Just wait. And then there's the Koach of Mashiach that comes from, that can be hastened, Achishena, which comes mitzad Bechirot, we have a little bit of a shaykhis, something to that. And all of life, these two concurrent energies flow together in perfect unison. We don't see it, but the fact that they're going to be Yediyas Hashem and there's the Bechira of man, even though they seem to be contradictory, again, like I said, how could it be that Hashem knows everything, but yet I still have free choice? That's a paradox. That's where Amuna comes in. Amuna is the koach that transcends logic, and even though this quandary, this contradiction of Yediyah and Bechira, it doesn't make any sense in logic, that's true, because Amuna is above all of that. That's what Amuna is. Not understanding, understanding that you don't understand. And that's okay. So, again, Atik, which is untouchable, totally biyad Hashem, man cannot understand nor tamper with it at all. Yediyah Hashem, Atik, Mashiach, Be'ita. Aruch, which again, is an, it's in Kesser, so in essence, it's untouchable by man, but Hashem makes it touchable. He allows us to perceive that it's touchable, and in the sense that He even allows us to believe it's touchable, and it becomes what we believe as Bechira. Again, I know. Hi. You following? Yeah, okay, good. It's good then we, we drank beforehand. So Moshe, Moshe is clearly the Mitzan Mashiach Ben Yosef we learned last week. He comes much more from Mashiach Ben Yosef and Mashiach Ben David. He got Bakot Pekarati from, again, Yosef to Levi to Moshe. He's the one who takes Atzmas Yosef, the bones. The Swarm say that the Koch of Mashiach ben Yosef comes from Arach, the lower half of Kesser. That means it comes mitzad bechira, it comes achishen, it can be hastened. Again, I'm going to say it again and again, maybe I should have made it short. That Arach, that word Arach, is connected to our potential bechira, that we can make choices, we can touch it, or we could appear that we could touch it which means Mashiach can be Achishena hastened because man has a shaykhs. So when the Gemara says, Zachu, right? There's a stira. How can Mashiach be Be'ita and be Achishena? How could it be both? The Gemara says, if you're Zoche, Achishena. Meaning if you're Zoche and you have merits, you have mitzvahs, it's mitzad Bechira, then Achishen, it can be hastened. But if you are not meritorious, that doesn't mean, like you think generally, we're not doing good, we're, we're not doing mitzvahs. Lo means it's not shaykh to zechuyus. It's not shaykh to merit. It's higher than that. It's mitzad yediyas Hashem, then it's bi'ita, then it's going to come in its time. It's a new way of understanding the Gemara. Yes? Maybe? Hear the words. Okay. I know. I, I, am, I apologize. I'm apologizing. It's, it's, 
it's it's a little bit too high, but no, no. Yosef, I don't know exactly. This is probably big time sister, but Yosef versus David, right? Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben David. Yosef comes from Yisod, and David comes from Malchus. Malchus, we know, is less the Garmei Klum. He can't cause anything. He just receives. It's it's total beita. It's whatever Kaddish Baruch wants. Total surrender. That's what Malchus is. It's bittel. Yosef from Yisod, there is a little bit of koach energy that can be put into the system. So therefore, it's achishena, it's zachu, it's part of ma'isim. Now. Correct. Yes, they have to exist. Yeah, same time. Exactly. Exactly. That's Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. Everything comes at the same time. Beita Achishena comes at the same time. Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David come at the same time. Yedi and Bechira come at the same time. <coughs> These are the paradoxes of life. It's above time because time is in the world of Chachma and logic. This is again, we're in the world of Amuna. Kesser is the world of Amuna. These are high things. If anybody, if this piques anybody's interest, it'd be Kedai to continue on these, in these Limudim. This is Pinim Yasatara. Now Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to take the Jews out. Let's get back to our story. Okay? Hashem tells Moshe, it's time to go. Moshe says, what's your name? What's the koach that you're taking the Jews out with? What does the Kaddish Baruch answer? Now, every Shem Hashem is connected to a sphere. is the highest of all the names, therefore it's the highest of all the spheres, it's a sphere of Keser. So Kaddish Baruch is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm coming with the energy of Keser. The Geula, Mashiach, has to come from Keser. Has to. So that's what Kaddish Baruch does Moshe. Now Moshe, he's, his source is from Kesser. He's the Mashiach ben Yosef, <clears throat> Kim'at. He understands Kesser because he's from that place. He's like, oh, I get that. But what does Moshe Rabbeinu get? Moshe Rabbeinu understands, like Mashiach ben Yosef, who he's a of, that he comes from Arich, the lower half of Kesser. He comes from Kesser. So he chaps, but what kind of Mashiach? Achishena. If you follow from before, just believe me, that the koach of Mashiach that comes from Aruch is Achishena. It can be hastened, which means it's Zochu, which means it's coming from the merits of the Jewish people. It's Mitzad Bechira. Because the Jews must have done something good, they merit Mashiach, Achishena, it's being hastened. That's why Moshe Ben says, Oh, didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu say by the Brisbane Masarim, how many years did they get to be enslaved? 400 years. How many years have they been in slavery right now? 210. So, one second, Moshe Benu is saying, Oh, one second, they're getting out. Achishena. They're getting out early. This makes sense, Moshe says, because I'm from Arich. I'm the Koch of Mashiach Achishena. Right? 
Moshe says, that's why you're choosing me. Must be the people are meritorious. Must be the people have done good. They chose Bechira. They were Zoha. Achishana, let's go. It's Mashiach time. This is what's going through Moshe. So what happens then? If that's true, then how could Paro then say, no, it's not time to go? One second. Kodesh Baruch, you just said it's Achishana. We're hastening the Gula. It's time to go. Power should have just opened the doors and it should have just been Gula. <clears throat> there should be no more hardships anymore. Achishana means Zachu, like the Gemara said. If Zachu, if they are meritorious, they've earned the Mashiach, so why are you giving them more Avoda? Why are they getting beat? Why are they complaining to me? This doesn't make sense. This whole Parsha should have been done already. Make sense? It's Dafko Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the Koch of Achishana. He's saying, it should be hastened already. What's going on? <coughs> Which, by the way, 190 years early, we know is Gematra Kates. Kates means Gula. Kates means it's the end, Mashiach. And Moshe Rabbeinu, also we know, just to say, he only saw in the Kudus Tovus and Klai That's what he saw. He was the one who was writing Mechein Ramasifrecha. So he believed, he was the only one who could truly believe, yeah, they were Zochu, even though they were enslaved. And Chazal said in Memtas Shari Toma, right? Or Arizal says, but Moshe Rabbeinu never saw that. Moshe Rabbeinu only saw the Tov. He said, the Zochu, because he comes from the place of Keser, which is above. He comes from Achishana, Zochu Bechira. The people are good. Hashem says, let's go. It's time to go. That's why he couldn't understand he couldn't make sense of the fact that they weren't let go, they're letting free, and now they're getting beaten. What do you mean? They're meritorious. They should be let free. And this is Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint. This is Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint to Akadosh Baruch. But Akadosh Baruch Hu, however, meets out Akadosh Baruch Hu. Akadosh Baruch Hu's yidia. It's not Bechira. Bechira is only within his man. HaKadosh Baruch is Yediyah, which means he knows everything, he causes everything. What does that mean? That means if it's Yediyah, it has to be which koach of Mashiach? Be'ita, in its time, when he decides. If it's Be'ita, remember, the Gemara said what? Lo zachu Be'ita. Lo zachu means it has nothing to do with merits. Not that they're not meritorious. It has no shaykhs to merits, because I decide exactly the nakud of the time, <coughs> I create this man. In a Kodesh Baruch's world, the people could get beaten even though it's time for them to go. Because it's nothing to do with their merits. When you're dealing with merits, and you say, well, you've been a good boy, so therefore you get a prize. You don't get beaten. That's what Moshe Rabbein is saying. Kodesh Baruch is saying, it's possible in the world above logic where merits don't matter that they could be, in my eyes, as a Kaddish Baruch Zahu, but they could still get beaten. Because what was a Kaddish Baruch doing? He was trying to bring them to Achishana. They, they weren't really meritorious. They were in the four nine of Tumah. They really weren't Zahu to go. But Mitzad Adam, man, Moshe, human beings, Bechira, we need to be Zoha for things. 
even though it's, I know, it's very, I know this is a little too high, even though it's out of Kaddish Baruch no one ever needs to be meritorious at all, and he decides when things will happen, Mitzad Adam, Mitzad man, they need to have some merits, they need to have a Bechir. So Kaddish Baruch Hu said, it's not Torah and Mitzvah that's going to bring them to this Zuchus, it's through getting beaten, as we know, Chazal tells, that's what hastened the Geula. Because they were so beaten and persecuted, that creates a zuchus for them. The fact that they withstood that, b'shem Hashem. Hmm? But they still cried out b'shem Hashem. They still they stayed with the Muna. They stayed with the Muna to a Kaddish Baruch. They knew that it was him. So that's what a Kaddish Baruch was saying to Moshe. You're making a mistake. In your world of Kesser, you can't understand this Geula. Because in your world of Kesser, there's zuchus, <clears throat> and they're ready to go. But the emiss is they're not ready to go. And I still need to bring them to that madriga. They should. It's true, Achishana. The Jews did leave 190 years early. They did. But, I, but they're not zuchus yet. I need to bring them to that zuchus, and that's through the, that was through the persecution that sped up <clears throat> the time. And that's what the Kodesh Baruch was saying back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Kodesh Baruch says, I see that from your madrega of Kesser, we, we, can't, we can't do this thing. Because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see, mitzad his perspective of Kesser, quote unquote, there was a mistake. He, he complained to Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch then gave him Musr. So what did Kodesh Baruch do? He changed everything. He changed everything. Is right down the Pasuk? Pasuk says, at the end of Shemos, right after Moshe Rabbeinu complains, the last thing Kaddish Baruch Hu says is, Vayom Hashem El Moshe, Vayom Yud Kevavke El Moshe, Ata Tira, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Paro. Now Kaddish Baruch says, Ekeh, Asher Ekeh, we can't really use that. You don't see Ekeh, Asher Ekeh in Mitzrayim. Kaddish Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu does not bring that Lashon into Mitzrayim. Because HaKadosh Baruch changed it. Hashem says, no, no, we're going to Yud Kei What's Yud Kei Haya Hove V'yiyah. That's Yud Kei Haya Hove V'yiyah means that HaKadosh Baruch transcends time. But, at the same time, He allows us there to be a Haya, a Was, a Hove, an Is, and a Yiyah there will be. Haya Hove V'yiyah. Even though it's Lamaylam and Ateva, there's still a process Mitzad Bechira, man can understand what was, is, will be. Man can understand Yudke Vavke, which is all of them combined at the same time. But Yudke Vavke, Kodesh Baruch says, Kesser, you can't, it's too much for you. Well, I'm going to lower the Madrega, I'm lowering the energy. My name that's coming into Mitzrayim <coughs> now, my name is Yudke Vavke. Mitzad you, Moshe, it's Yudke Vavke. Mitzad me, it's still Ekeh Asher Ekeh. But Mitzad you, it's Hayehovia. There is, there's a concept of time. Let me just see the way I wrote it. It's it's Lamaila Menateva, but there's a hove, means there's a there's a there's a present. Hove is present. Hayahovia is the actualized, realized, touchable process of life. When you break down Yudkevavke into Hayahovia, you could touch that. I have remembrances, I lived in the past, I'm living now, and you can imagine the future. Right? A, a human being can do that, right? HaKadosh Baruch just does it all at the same time, always. But in the world of HaYehoviyah, there are ups and downs. There are disappointments. 
right? We have a Muna to hold on. But what Kaddish Baruch was saying to Moshe is, we're changing this thing. There's going to be disappointments. The Jews are going to get persecuted still because it's Haya Hovaviyya. There are ups and downs. There are disappointments. There, is difficult, there are difficulties in life. But the goal is to be Zoche, you need a Muna. To bring the Achishena, to bring the Geula, Mitzad Bechira, you need to take the beatings with Amuna. And then you'll be Zoha, because we know because of the Amuna. It was only Mitoch Amuna that Klaus was Nigal. And that's why he says, Va'ata, and now. And now you'll see, because what's the word now? Now means Hover. And now, Hover. And now I'm changing everything. You're going to see the Marcus. And this is what the Arbel Shonas Gula only come now. Because <coughs> when it comes to Keser, it's one. It's Echad. There's no distinctions. When it comes to Yudke Vavke, there's Hayehovia. There's four Lashonas of Gula. There's a process. Hotseisi, Hitzaldi, Gaaldi, Lakakti. It's going to take time. First, we're going to stop doing work. Then maybe you'll get freed from Mitzrayim. Then maybe there'll be Kriyas Yamsuf. There'll be destruction of the Mitzrayim. Then, then Lakach, they'll take you on to Harasinai, which is still which is still part of the process of Gula. And then maybe Vehevesi. The Gula is still going on. We get to Eretz Yisrael. And then even after Eretz Yisrael, we have 14 years of conquering. And we're still waiting for that process to end. It's still unfolding. It's a process. It takes time. Yud Kivavke, 100%. Exactly. So this is what this is what Kaddish Baruch was saying back to Moshe. They're still going to go out Achishana, but they have to earn it. What we learn from this parsha, which is clearly very, very high, and it's Koach is that we live in the world of of Yudke We try to dabble and touch Arach. Because comes from that place. Which means we live in time. We live through past, presents, and futures. We live through difficulties. We're living through difficulties right now. Not us personally, but Klaus at large. There are tragedies. There are ups and downs. There are unhappy endings. When you speak about Zman, there are unhappy endings. In the large scheme, HaYehovah, in in the world of Kesser, in the world of Geula, Mashiach, there's no unhappy endings. Everything that was unhappy now is going to come back in a happy way. It's the Amuna that holds on to that, to believe that that's going to happen. That a person can be at a Madregu where he goes through ups and downs in life, but he knows 100% that this is the Yidiyas Hashem. That this is all the Kaddish Baruch's plan, and it's all Tachas Atov. And therefore, my Bechira is, I choose to continue on. That's my Amuna. It's who's, who's, who's yard sites tonight? Rav Zusha. It's yard site tonight. So because my mind's all over the place, I'm just going to read the famous Maisa that everybody's heard already, but I just want to say it clear so I don't say something different. A man once visited the Holy Maggid of Mezrich. Everybody's heard this Maisa, and if you haven't, a man once visited the Holy Maggid of Mezrich and said he had a great difficulty applying the Gemara. The Gemara says a person is supposed to bless God for the bad just as he blesses him for the good. It's a Mishnah. Just like you bless the Kaddish Baruch for the good, bless him for the Ra, bless him for the bad things. He didn't understand it. How do you do that? How's that Shaykh? The Maggid told him to find the Maggid's Talmud Rav Zusha. Go ask Rav Zusha this question. 
The man went and found Reb Zusha, who received him friendly, in a friendly way, and invited him to his home. When the guest came in, he saw how poor the family was. There was almost nothing to eat. There, there were, they were beset with afflictions and illnesses. All the things are going wrong. Nevertheless, Reb Zusha was always happy and cheerful. The guest was astonished at this picture. He said, I went to the Holy Magid to ask him how it's possible to bless God for the good. And he sends me <clears throat> to get blessed for the good. Just, I'm sorry. I asked him how we could bless God for the bad just as we bless him for the good. And he sends me to the, to the person who has no good in his life. How is this person going to answer me? The, so he tells this to Zusha, This is the question I asked the Magid, and he sent me to you. The Magid told me that only you could help me in this manner. Rabzusha said, Hmm, this is indeed a very interesting question. But why did our Holy Rebbe send you to me? How would I know? He should have sent you to someone who has experienced suffering. Everybody knows this one, I said. Right? To, the ta- to this person, Rabzusha was only suffering. Rabzusha said, I've never suffered in my life. Because Rabzusha lived in this world where the Bechir and the Yedir hit together. This world where you can have a Geula, you can literally be living Geula when everybody else thinks you're living in Golas. That's, that's what happened by Mashiach. That's what happens, that's the Koch of Mashiach. That's the Koch that's floating around by Golas and Gulas Mitzrayim. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu's working with. And that's what we learn from this. That through the Koch of Amunah, the, the highest Koch of Amunah that hits all the way to Keser, to Aruch, you could be living with ups and downs. You could be living with difficulties, objectively. But your Bechira could say, I'm not suffering, because this is the Yediyah Sashem. And it's Mamesh HaGeula. Kipshuto HaGeula. Not, I'm going to hold on tight, I'm going to try my best to like see things in a good way, which we have to try on our level. But the higher Madrig is, this isn't suffering, because this is exactly what a Kaddish Baruch wants. Not one inch different. I have to go through this beating from Paro. It's not easy to say. That's Amuna. That's Mamesh That's Achishena. And that will bring us all. If we can live this way, with all the difficulties that we go through, but to have the Amuna, that no, this is exactly what the Kaddish Baruch wants, that will be the Zuchus of the Achishena. And that will bring an end to all this objective suffering for Of Kayasel. And it will bring the real Mashiach from Herabi Amenu. So if you see the song, even though I barely got to look at the words of the, the song, but he's, 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 singing, he's singing about this. He's singing about the struggles of Amun. Like, going through the difficulties. Going through the difficulties, but holding on tight. Even if everything around is still dismantled, even if objectively everything is destroyed, inside I know it will pass. He's holding on to the inside. He's holding on to no. This, it's not suffering. It looks like that. And there are people... For, for other people, you have to have sympathy for other people who are suffering. I'm talking about for ourselves. He says, because, and a famous line from Yitzhak David Grossman, he keeps saying, what happened, happened. But the main thing is to be able to start from the beginning. That's, that's the circle. That's in the world of Kesser. That there's never really a beginning or an end because it's always a circle. It's every zman could be gu'ulu if you believe it to be. And again, this whole song is, is part of this. So let's listen to it again. And we wish you welcome, Mr. Shem.
שכל חם שבאו בלעות, אני יודע זה מאבק. להיות או לא להיות, ועכשיו, כשבחוף שלי יש דגל שחור, שערה כזו של רגש לא רואה כבר אור, גם אם הכל עדיין מפורק. בפנים יודע שזה יעבור. להחזיק חזק עד שיעבור הזעם, עד שיחזור אתה, לא להתייאש מהנפילה. קם ומתחיל מההתחלה, להחזיק חזק עד שיקרעם. אני לא מוותר. questions mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I, I, don't, I wasn't sure if that was uh, a little high end good
Yeah, the flag, flag flag on the beach is, uh, I assume it's like, don't enter the water, or is it, it's, it's, it's red? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. We'll get, we'll get a question to him. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's the meaning of the Biblical Christians? Why, why did you take that? No, that's, that's, that that's was, that's, line. that's part of the song. I think that's what the song is based on. His quote. What happened happened. The main thing is we start from the beginning. Mashahayahayah. Whatever happened happened. I mean, Emuna. This is Shiva Yipol Tzadikam. This is. This is. There's never an end. Just because something happened in the past doesn't mean that the, the present is now affected. Because every moment is Hayahovia. There's never. Yeah, it's beyond time. time. We're not bound by time. That's the thing. We're, we're connected to Kesser. We're in time, but we also can touch Kesser. We can also touch. Which means you could start fresh again every second. That's what Rabbi Nachman was talking about a lot. You could fall down a thousand times in one day and get back up. What do you mean? I fell, you fell a thousand times. You're obviously a loser. Rabbi Nachman says, no, get back up again. So Rabbi Nachman was, was touching this place, which is beyond time. It's not, you could fail a thousand times, but when you get back up, it's like the first time you tried. That's what Rabbi Nachman said. It's not simple chizik. It's coming from a very, very high place. Which The koach of a Jew has this. Once you get, once you get up, say it again. No, you're saying that even if you fall a thousand times, you get back up like it's your first time. It's like your first time. Not like your, your thousand, thousandth and one, whatever, first time. It's like your first time. Because Zman, Zman is only in the world of Bechira. You could choose, I don't want Zman. It's, it's a high level. It's, it's very high levels of Amunah, but this is this can be. Okay, Mitzvah Shem. Shem